Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics, which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Uh, I still don't understand what the play is actually about, though. It's about friendship. Well, that's nice. Everybody's going to love that. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I just, I keep second-guessing myself and getting anxious, like, if people are going to think that it's good or bad or if it's going to upset people or not. But why would anyone be upset by it? Oh, you know, it's, it's based on real people. Someone invited me to a play and they didn't even tell me I was a character in it. I definitely have some questions. Well, would you be upset by it? Depends on the play. Right. And the intentions of the person who made the play. My intentions are good. Then you ain't got nothing to worry about. What happens if Cassie sees the play and thinks I'm being cruel, even though I'm not? Uh-huh. With you, you little stupid and wow. Game with you, you little, you little dumb and wow. Game with you, yes, yes, yes. What's up, six? I'm okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Just I was a- chewing. Sorry. Oh, I caught you <laughs> mid mid chew. You did. I want to preface this by saying, friends, I have a cold. I have gone to the doctor. The doctor has confirmed that I have a cold with a PCR test, not just a rapid one. I will cough. It is a cold. Listen, it's a very flagrant cough, too. It is. It's embarrassing. You cannot cough in 2022. Yeah, not like that. You can't. I mean, you could do like a little dainty. But no, it's like a. You can't do the great dang cough. It's, It's a cough. Yeah. It's a cough. Yeah, that joint is not not what's up, but it is, it is what it is. As long as that test negative, we good. It is. Now there's video proof of me coughing from doing just another podcast yesterday. Yeah, shout yeah. out to just another podcast, yo. Yes, go follow them at just another podcast. Yep, yep. Got an episode. I mean, it may be out by time y'all hear this. Maybe not, but uh, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know when they release. And I think we release the same day. Oh, oh, for real? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So, yeah, man, if by chance, I mean, like, you know, like Six said, man, go to, you know, pick up your phone, wherever you listen to this at, just type in just another podcast. Yep. It's nice, colorful wording. Yes. Is their logo. Yes. We got an episode either out now or coming soon. So subscribe and, and hit that bell notification <laughs> so you don't miss it when it comes. Right. Um, But we're here to talk about Euphoria season two, episode seven. Hi, friends. Yep, Grams of Snow podcast, your favorite drug dealer, street gang, mafia, white collar crime, teenage addiction. Crazy white kids. Yeah, addiction period, possibly psychopath. (laughs) 
Snowfall coming back. Yeet. And the offer right after podcast. Is. Now, I mean, oh, shout out to Dexter Cohen, yo. He sent me, um, apparently in April, HBO has a show that he's coming. It's like a six part series mm-hmm. that he said he, from what he understands, is like a spinoff of The Wire. And it's called We Own This City. And it's about like, uh, I guess like a a crew of like, just, I guess like narcs, like corrupt narc it officers. It is a from The Wire. I follow the lady who does a casting for that. Okay. Yeah. And it is, it's just like following a team who was from the same place. Yeah. Got it. It sounds like The Shield on the low. Do you ever see The Shield? No. On FX, man, yo. The Shield is one of them shows nobody talk about. It's one of them ones. We're though. missing out. Yeah, it's one of them. I mean, you know, I mean, I, the shield is from like two. See, y'all heard it. Oh my god, that junk got bass. That junk oh got a gosh. little bit of everything to it. Oh, um, but no, the shield was out in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay, like it's mad old, but mm-hmm. it, it it's kind of part of that wave of ushering in television as it is. Right, it's it's one of the it's the show. I think if I'm I could be wrong about this, but it's the show that got FX cracking. Okay, I hear it, Shield and think Marvel, so that's oh why. nah, yeah, fuck that. Wow, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm well, I'm just not a Marvel guy. No disrespect, I'm just not like a Marvel guy. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Shield was like their first marquee show that was like, you know, like dangerous and gritty and what they're known for now. What they're known for now, yeah. that was like the one that they jumped realized, them off. Oh, y'all like this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Shield is good. It's like seven seasons, but I'm gonna tell you oh. all. All seven of them are crazy good, bro. We got to like, rename this show uh, Things Treasy Wants You to Watch because he's going to go and let you know. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I mean, look, if, if you fuck with what we've been talking about so far, trust me, Treasy batting a thousand. I promise you that. <laughs> I had, I've, I've had in the past two weeks, two people hit me up about Yellowstone. One of them being Corey. Shout out to Corey. Um, and then Chris, our lawyer on retainer. Mm-hmm. They both hit me up about Yellowstone like, yo, this that shit. Okay. So I'm, I'm just saying Treasy bats a thousand Okay. when it comes to this kind of content. Um, but yeah, man, uh, episode seven of Euphoria, you know, the vibes. I'm your boy Treasy, a.k.a. Bricky Schrader. Who's Yay. Ricky Schrader? You know, I'm not too familiar with him. Oh, my God. But I know he is a child star, an 80s child okay. star. I forget what the name of the show was that he was on. Leezy's gonna kill me too. Shout out to Leezy. That was her name. That okay. was her pick. Okay. She picked yours too. Uh-oh. But yeah, Bricky Schrader, Young Treasy. Okay. And my co-host, the coffin co-host of episode oh. seven. That sounded all right, right? That was yeah, off the but, cuff. Hmm. Yeah. My my partner six, aka Elizabeth Olson. Elizabeth Olson. Shout out to Leezy. She she hit us with both them names. Of course she did. I like it, man. Listen, if y'all follow the podcast and y'all have name ideas. Hit us up, bro, because I I have a running list. Well, hit Treasy up specifically. It's supposed to be a surprise to me every week. Oh, true. Hit me up at Filmmaking Trees, <laughs> at Filmmaking Trees on uh, Twitter and at Filmmaking Z on Instagram. Yeah, with a Z, not an S. Yeah, yeah, with a Z. Um, And uh, yeah, DM me them names because I do keep a running tab and I have a long one for me and a very short one for six. I guess coming up with women names is a little harder, but people send me guy names all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling I, HR. You're, it's like, it's like equal opportunity for women around here. Whoa, HR yeah. is involved with that. I have like women yes. and men sending me sending me these texts though. 
Women can be misogynist. I'm one. Wow. Oh, you're a misogynist. Most days. Okay. So if we're calling HR, let me ask you this. Okay. Should we call it on Lexi? Is what she did, is it a hate crime? No. You don't think what she did was a hate crime with the whole uh, holding out for a hero ending? Why was that a hate crime? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know, like, I don't know the vocabulary. What was wrong with that? And all, to me, nothing. It was funny. But but isn't that kind of wasn't it a little homophobic, you think? No, it wasn't. It's a musical that was talking about gay men in a locker room. Was it poking fun? It's a musical. Okay. You ever seen a chorus line? A chorus line. Yeah, it's a it's a very popular musical. Um, Mm-mm. Not a musical guy. Okay, so, I, and I could be overstepping and overreaching. I'm sure someone let me know if I am, but mm-hmm. musicals in general are kind of gay friendly spaces. Okay. That's a thing, like kind of poking fun at. I don't even know. It was poking fun. They were dancing and dancing around dicks. It was fucking hilarious. It was I hilarious. I don't know that that was like. Now, it's wildly inappropriate in high school, okay. but this high school is clearly not like other high schools. <laughs> yeah, They're a cool high, high school. This high school's like <laughs> They're a cool a high magnet school. program. <laughs> like <laughs> what kind of budget they got? Like a, yo, fam, their budget for this play was bigger insane. than some movies, but insane. But yeah, so I don't. I saw people saying that like, oh, she outed Nate. Nate's gay. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we ha- we had a whole conversation about following in his father's footsteps. No, no. But has Nate? Nate has not done anything gay. Um, we are projecting. We do a lot of projecting no, on this show. No, no, no. He had he the conversation that he was having with. Don't, um, please don't say Jules. Jules inside the car when he said, "I meant everything that Jules I said." Is a woman. Okay, good point. Good point. Okay, so what is that then? Is that pansexual when you're like attracted to things other than like cisgender, the opposite sex? I think so. So, so okay. So I then think so. I don't, I'm not completely sure, but I think so. And then, okay, so uh, fair point. My apologies if I, I didn't mean to offend anybody if I did. Um, um, and then thinking back, you remember we couldn't figure out why he was in McKay's face the way he was. White boys be weird though. Yeah, but now it, but now it has context. No, Lexi made something up, and we're deciding it gives it context. So you don't think Nate's gay? I don't know, but I what I do know is that Lexi didn't out him. I'm just responding to the discourse I've seen on Twitter about them saying Lexi outed Nate. Interesting. Okay, and this no, is, she didn't. Be okay, and your argument is because we are. It is not confirmed that Nate is gay. Right. It's not like outing someone is when someone, you know it, right? It's right. either someone tells you or you happen to see them with a partner. Okay. And you're like, you, you tell that without them being comfortable doing it. Or Got even if it. you have like a hint of it, right? Like, but Lexi doesn't have a hint that he's, we as the viewer have that. We have an all seeing eye. Right. Lexi doesn't know any of that. Well, Lexi just thinks he was really mean to her sister, really mean to her friend, right. and that he's homoerotic, like most, a lot of men are. Right. That doesn't make you gay. She's poking fun at the culture that happens to be in her school of men only being nice to men. Ooh, you okay? You out? You out here riding the Bronco, sis? I mean, that's most teenage boys, though. Most teenage boys are homoerotic, and homoerotic does not mean that you are sexually attracted. It means that you save all of eroticism, the loving parts of yourself, 
for other men. And that's a lot. That's not just teenagers. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's that's a lot of guys in general. That's something that men hopefully at some point grow out of, that all of the good parts of you are saved for other men. Yeah. So, you know, this this is interesting conversation because that's funny. I I actually posted something that I saw on Instagram on a story today Mm -hmm. where it was like, it showed, it was two pictures, one on top, one on bottom. The top picture was a, a mother basically telling a son, like, boys don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. And then the bottom one was the one with the wife saying, t- speaking to the boy as a grown man now, saying, um, why don't you just show a little bit of emotion? Mm-hmm. Right now, it spoke to me, right? Like, this is not everybody's experience, but it's, you know, that was an interesting traction because that's that 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 is somewhat part of our culture right boys not supposed to cry yada 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 and it's then it's trash part of our culture yes it, it is a, but it but it's something that exists i just want right? to state that we know that it's trash okay yeah. gotcha and thank you for saying that because i agree i think it is yeah. trash um but i but as a man i can say i think some of that some of that post bleeds in over into what you're saying um for, for I'm speaking from uh, my experience as a man. I can't speak for all men's experience. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're there's a there is a guys understand guys a little bit better, right? Like there's no there's no you know there's no fear of being typecast a certain way or having some sort of recourse or repercussion for you showing your emotions to another guy. I mean, that, that we joke around with each other, we all types of crazy shit like that, but it does feel like somewhat more of a comfortable space sometimes talking to your homies like that. Okay. Is, is that the same thing with women too? Or I would say yes, but also I guess I have feelings about that meme. It's of course very valid. I have feelings about it uh-huh. just by the people I've seen use it probably. But okay. <laughs> um, I think that's very true, but also the world allows women to be a bit more soft in general. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't know many women who have guys who are friends that they're not comfortable venting to. Mm, okay. Right. So I, I should, I vent equally to my female and male friends. Got it. I vent to them about different things, right? Like I'm gonna, I have different friends I lament to about different things, but it, it's pretty evenly between guys and girls. Mm. My best friend gets the brunt of most things because they're my best friend. And my best friend happens to be a guy, actually. Mm. Um, But so I don't, I would say, yes, it's the same. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's the same idea because the world allows us, expects, and champions us doing that. Got it. Because the world almost makes it. And I will say we as a society are growing out of it, I feel like. As a man, do you see it changing a bit? Even if it's not strides, do you see at least better conversations surrounding it? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. But for women, it's always been, we champion it and encourage it. Where for men, it's kind of new to, Mm -hmm. women are starting to realize, oh, y'all don't be talking because we keep telling y'all to shut up. And the way we wouldn't want y'all to play with us like that, y'all. Got it. My bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how much of that consciousness is actually happening. I mean, I see. I think it. the conversations are happening. The practice and consciousness are different. Okay. But at least the convert. Again, I'm not a man, but I would hope that the conversations are a step to make you guys feel a little better. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's growing. It's not becoming popular. Not, not yeah. that it's not as widespread as it should be. But I would hope that you guys think that it's growing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely see. 
the you know, I mean, just this show is kind of opening up the portal for it. You know, shows like this that don't shy away from certain things. You know what I mean? That that lets you know that the conversation. The no conversation. I told you I was here to beef with this show. Okay, let's do it. I'm here to beef about the conversations this show has. The, okay, bet, bet. Well, this conversation, this show has a lot of conversations. Does it? So I'm, yeah, it does. So I'm interested in hearing which conversation in particular. But just to summarize, uh, what Lexi did cannot be considered a hate crime to you. No. Okay, cool. I, I saw it on Twitter. Figured I'd bring it into the room. You, you're, you're a little bit more. You know, versed in these spaces than I am. I'm a very. Oh, please don't give me that responsibility. I don't know well, that I am. You were born in the 90s, right? You were born in the 90s? I wasn't. No. Don't say 89. I was born in 89. Yeah, okay. So don't say 89 that with, that not the no. 90s. No. <laughs> with that no. With that no tone. I'm, listen to me very seriously. Yeah. People born 1992 and beyond are yeah. completely different species at this point. Oh, okay. Like, don't associate me with them. 90, sure. 91, yeah. eh. But 92 and after? Forget about it. Those people aren't even real people. <laughs> like, gotcha. I don't know what y'all be on. Okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm 80, 80s to the core, so I'm a little archaic in this space. But um, all right. So conversations that you are willing, that you're ready to have about this show. I think that this show is groundbreaking. I think, and I'm, I'm, I had a conversation yesterday about what I'm about to talk about, okay. which kind of brought it to my attention. Like, eh. The show is groundbreaking. It's beautiful, beautifully shot. There's a lot of bells and whistles on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think it has caused us to not, us specifically, okay. to not have the normal kind of conversations we normally do. Okay. Because as far as story growth and forward movement, okay, we should have the same complaints we had at BMF. Okay. Oh, how so? So I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going, this is literally me asking, I'm not oh, like projecting, yeah, yeah. I want to have Let's a conversation. Who has grown on this show? Because I feel like all the growth we were looking for happened by them saying Lexi and Fez have been talking for months. Okay. Um, I think Rue is growing. No, who has grown during the last seven episodes? Who has, what's happened? I, I think, I think Okay. Oh, uh, fair question. Let me, let me. I'm strapping on. I'm strapping on here. Pause. Um, I do feel like Rue has Rue has grown. Um. Okay. Now I want to preface this by the word "grow." I I don't mean moving in a positive direction. I just mean movement and character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Rue has grown. Cat has grown. Um. Cassie for sure has grown. Um, um, who's the girl? Faye has grown in the little bit of screen time that she's getting. Shit, Elliot has grown in the little bit of screen. Um, Have they grown or just done a bunch of shit? Well, it's kind of one and the same. No. Right, so not, they they've changed positions. Changing positions can be mirrored or lateral, right? So Rue has not Rue changed this episode and maybe the last one, right? She started to change yeah. the last one, and she's so we think she's sober this one. We don't know, right? Um, a lot of what we think is growth probably mm-hmm. 
is projection and us assuming versus them talking about it and okay. actual growth. Like the characters aren't acknowledging their growth. They're not, they have lots of really important conversations right. except the ones about growth. Like they can acknowledge and have intelligent conversation about Jules being transgender and how mm -hmm. that's okay. And sex positivity and all these things and feelings and emotion and positive, uh, toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. But we can't talk about inform Jules and Elliot. We can't talk about inform. Um, the topic that was brought to me specifically was this Cat and Ethan thing. Cat mm -hmm. goes to Maddie and says, "I don't know that I like Ethan." Mm -hmm. Maddie's response was, "Girl, let's go get drunk." And then we never hear her talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> right? Like it's there are so many plot holes that we're just okay with because of the bells and whistles of the show. Because there are things happening. Mm -hmm. But the story is not really moving. And I think all the things we were looking for to happen, mm -hmm. they tried to just now explain away by saying Lexi and Fez have been talking for a couple months to let us know a couple months has passed. Right. Oh, and look, here's the outcome. Know what happened. <laughs> sure. Well, so, so, okay. All right. So let me kind of address that because you bring up a fair point. Um, where I think this is a little different than BMF is that we actually get invested in other characters outside of the main characters. Like mm -hmm. Lexi has worked her way into being in this episode, into being a main character in this season has worked her way into being a main, main character. Now also, you know, we're talking about euphoria has the, it has the benefit of multiple seasons mm -hmm. at this point over BMF. Right. Um, so what BMF, I think it was it was a blaring misstep with BMF because they centered everything around Terry and Meach. Fair. Right? So it was very noticeable when shit didn't move because they invested so much in them too and then Lamar. So, you know, they didn't put a lot of emphasis on like they didn't put a lot of emphasis on B Mick or or the girl. They didn't so I think for me bringing up BMF wasn't really like a complete comparison just we were very vocal about yeah we we critique the show unfairly yeah but we're not critiquing the show fairly because we like how it looks and they're really good actors and bells and whistles yeah but also if everything was like two notches down mm -hmm. we we you and i would have complaints about the movement of this show it's extremely slow mm -hmm. it's just a lot happening yeah. And a lot of things are bringing up way too late for it to count. Sure, you want to set up season three, but this looking at it objectively, it feels like this season may have been a, may have been a bad use of time. Interesting. Because nothing started to move, quote unquote, mm -hmm. until the middle of last episode. Everything else was Rue getting high running around. Yeah. Cassie is fucking date. Yeah. Maddie is going like n nothing's really. There's activity, but nothing's happening. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I think a few things contribute to that. I think, uh, um, I think one, this show is more so focused on individual stories. They're not moving right. those stories, even though. Yeah, well, and kind of what I mean by that is like every episode is kind of like its own movie, right? Like. Like the needle moves a little bit, but like you can take almost every episode in isolation 
and it's still doing a thing, right? That it's doing a thing that's a little different from the thing from last episode. Right. It's just a little different. <laughs> it's a bad yeah. use of time for a series. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that it's more about the conversations that are being had, though. But they're not having the conversations. People around it are. When you that say people around it, you mean the- Us, the uh, Twitter, you know, like we- Everyone does a lot of projection about this show, which is maybe the point, right? I think it's so. It's fair that that may be the point, but yeah. also then you need to move the characters more. Yeah. This should not have been the first time we see a, a jump in time, as they called it in the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're wanting, if I believe that Sam Levinson assumes that his audience is intelligent, and that's the point. Mm-hmm. But then this cannot be the first time we see any real growth in people. This should not have been the time we see anything more than very incremental growth in people. I, well. I think this is, I think what this represents is just a climax. Episode seven of eight is the climax? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a, I'm not a filmmaker, so I'm I'm, I'm saying this as it sounds, not mm-hmm. as a jerk. That does not seem smart. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, that's kind of, that's kind of the structure of, t- so, okay. So what you television. you can't wrap it up. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you're going to wrap up this season. See, okay. So like how it works in television, my observation and my understanding. Um, so with a movie, right, you have you have these beats that you hit, the inciting incident, you know, the the you know, the the problem, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then the climax of the problem, then like the resolution, like you hit these beats. Right. And it's done in a you know tight 90 minutes to 120 minute, you know, two hour situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're a Marvel movie that's closer to three or, the, or, or a Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. yeah, right. Michael Bay. Now, what a television show does is it takes the arc of a movie and it stretches it out over all the episodes in the season. Mm-hmm. Right. So what happens is like, you know, they kind of start off, you know, the first episode is always kind of starting off hot and heavy to get you to draw you in. But like the inciting incident doesn't really happen until like the second or the third episode. And then that's why you get like from like episode four, five, six will start getting kind of slow. Because it's just kind of like mulling and creating more conflicts within the uh, inciting incident. And then you start getting it to, to the climax, seven, eight, nine, you know, and then nine and ten or ten being the resolution. You know what I'm saying? So it, so they take the same premise of a film and they just really draw it out. <clears throat> So that's that's why, you know, these shows will start digging into characters because you're, you're able to see different vantage points of what's happening in the inciting incident. But right? this is an eight episode season and the inciting incident then was episode five. Well, what would you perceive as the inciting incident? When Rue's running around. No. OK, then maybe I don't understand what inciting incident means. Um, Because that is either the way that I see it. That was the climax for me. And maybe that feels like. Now it feels, if you're saying this is the climax, because I thought that a climax was the top and everything else should wrap up afterwards. Okay, so. So then this can't be the climax, that's the case. What do you think, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen next episode? It doesn't really matter because now season three has to make, has to finish season two. Season three has to be about season two now. Season three has to be. No, I don't think so. Then there's so many plot holes. I'm going to be pissed. There's so much story that wasn't dealt with. And I'm going to be quite angry. And if they wrapped up that camera by just that dress. What do you mean? 
So when the little boy, and we don't know where the fuck Maddie's going. Is Maddie going to college? Something like that. Where the fuck is Maddie going? She's talking to Mika Kelly on the bleachers. Right. Have to say goodbye to the little boy. I right. guess you're going to college, ho. I don't I don't know. I get what you Sure. Yeah. But then she gives her a dress. Uh-huh. I have reason to believe you might like it. If that is how you are wrapping up a camera, watching a little girl be naked in her closet, I'm going to be very angry. So that oh, needs to be answered. Right, right. Because right. it's her dress that she gave to her. It's right. one she tried on. Yeah. That's the dress she unzipped, excuse me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be angry about that if, yeah. if that's how that gets wrapped up. If Ethan and Kat are never dealt with, mm-hmm. I'm going to be angry about that. They were dealt with in the cafe when he walked away. I I need to know that, that not as a unit, mm-hmm. separately. Okay. We we don't know shit about shit. Um, well, it kind of showed you in here. She goes back to being a camera girl. I don't know if that was a play or not. And that's another beef I have. Like, you got to take these masks off because these characters look alike on purpose. <laughs> right. So I didn't know if that was in the play or... This was afterwards. Yeah. Right? So okay. if that's how that wraps up. So now next season has to be about Jules and Elliot. Because you didn't wrap that up. All all she says was, didn't talk to her no more. Like, that's not... There's there's too much invested in certain relationships mm-hmm. that they're just saying, oh, yeah, by the way, it stopped. So the show feels like it's more about Maddie and Cassie and Nick now. Mm. Which is fine. Nick. Who the fuck is Nick? Nate. <laughs> and if it is, fine. Right. But then start... Telling those stories, like, it, if, if I'm taking off the, wow, this looks so cool, and this yeah. is so exciting, and there's so many good projecting conversations to have around it, mm-hmm. the show itself, I'm, I'm not going to say it's bad or mid, but it, it's not as much as we say it is Okay. without the bells and whistles. The story itself is not underwhelming, but just whelming. I get what you're saying. I think that the the main summary of what they're dealing with this season. It, what did they deal with? They didn't deal with anything. They said a lot of shit. They, they said a lot of shit. Right. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get so what you're saying. So now they lose time because, like I said, season three has to be about season two. Well, see, And Rue was clean. How? So what <laughs> What logic What logic do you, th- if, they're, if they're already in a very, like, in- you know, giving you plot holes and and misguided structure. What makes you think that they plan on like, you know, continuing that or continuing back on some sort of a course of logic for season three? That is my hope, right? Like, okay. I guess that I'm projecting hope into it. Gotcha. Um, See, I think this whole season was really the 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 A plot. This entire season was Cassie and Nate. Yeah. Right. So we have reached a climax in their story. Nate is embarrassed. He's run out. Mm -hmm. He's kicked her out of the house. And we just heard her last episode say, I ruined my entire life for you. Mm -hmm. Right? We heard her say, okay. Oh, you think she's crazy? I'm crazier. Right? We've heard her say these things. Mm -hmm. Right? These, these These little breadcrumbs to lead up to this moment. Next episode... Is Carrie? You remember that movie, Carrie? Yes, I do. <laughs> she got I'll the, pe- on the period. Was that a callback to Carrie? I, I the way she was period there. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that was a callback to Carrie. Okay. That was a callback to some horror film because it's about to turn real slasher. Okay. Somebody's gonna die next episode. Die? Well, somebody is going oh, to. Oh, Ashtray has a knife. Has a knife in his hand. You absolutely right. Well, my nigga, Ash. That that, but also, Cassie is going to one eighty seven someone. Cassie's not gonna kill anybody. 
Cassie is going to want, she is a, she has lost. You saw how crazy she got when Nate just didn't call her. She's not going to kill anybody. Cassie is I'll going to, not kill how much money you want to bet? 20 bucks. I would like my 20 bucks and clever. Okay. And so you got to download I'm the app. See, no. Yes, you're going to have to download the app. I'm not downloading Clever. No. Yeah. I'm not downloading. I would like my, I do I would like my no, 20 no. in cryptocurrency. I will send it to you with me. Alpha and we're in a nice little it. dip right now, too. You I'll, can send me my, my 20. My 20 going to turn into 80 in about three months. Beautiful. Yeah. I want my 20 in Clever. KLV. I'll give it to you and and. Apple Pay, you can buy Clever. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then fees hit. I I'm want you buying, to pay. I'm not buying and send me twenty dollars. I'm not joining. I'm not joining the. You know. I, I like the fact that you already acknowledged that you're going to lose, though. I like sure. that about you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Now, Cass is going to kill someone or attempt to okay. for sure. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Right. Okay. I'm sure she's very angry with her sister, and that becomes a thing. Yeah. Um. I. Part of me feels like her and Maddie resolve their issue. I think Maddie's over it. Part of me feels like her and Maddie resolved. I don't think they become friends again. Yeah. But they resolve it. There's a conversation. Okay. And no one dies as a result. I think that her and Lexi have some huge fight and she ends up crying and, oh my God, I didn't mean to, and snaps out of it. Mm. I think her and her mom have an argument when she tries to come home. Mm. I think that's a, that's probably the part of the show that's the big blow up. Cassie trying to come home. Mm, I think you got this show fucked up, but I appreciate I it though. Yeah. I absolutely could, right? Yeah. Sure. I absolutely could. And if I am wrong, you will have your 20. Yeah. However, I, no one's going to die. Okay. No, no one's going to die at the hands of Cassie. Okay. My nigga Ashtray. Yeah, Ashtray ready to slit a throat. I need him to catch a body. And is Faye clean? Faye's looking. Yo, yo, Faye was Faye, a little healthy. Faye was looking a little cute in this episode. She looked a little healthy. So she was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Her little smile and shit, them, yeah, them, yeah. them big old lips she got. And remember, I told you she can become the house mother. Yeah. She in there steaming and making steaming, sandwiches and shit. Steaming in booty shorts. You look handsome, baby. Yeah, my <laughs> He's man. Like, and look, he was like a little kid. You gonna think somebody else I look handsome? Right, right. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Yo, right. no, when Fez got the shirt and she was putting it on him, the shit he was saying was it was on some yeah. player shit. He was real pee with it. Yeah, he said something funny that had me rolling. But um, yeah, I like their little dynamic, man. Yeah. Um, She's definitely like the little housewife of their situation. Ashtray need a little stable woman in his life who ain't psycho. I don't halfway see, dead. I don't know if Ashtray's on board with her all the way. She, no, but I think she probably Ashtray's not on board with nobody but Fez. Yeah. Right. But again, projection. I feel <laughs> yeah. like Ashtray probably really appreciates stability. Yeah. And she's stable, and she takes care of them. Yeah. She, he does. He's not bothered by her either, right? He leaves her alone in places, and right. You know, like. He lets her walk by and when he thinks something weird, it's like, gosh, I think for me, I felt like he was okay with her. He knew something was weird after looking at that camera last episode, mm -hmm. but it didn't stop her because mm -hmm. it was almost like she wouldn't do anything. Okay. Like she being weird, but she's weird. Yeah. Because Ashtray would have said something like, bitch, what you doing? Right. So. Well, he putting it together now. I, I think that he also knows it's not her fault. I, I don't know because everything he's seeing is from a distance. I think... You're right. Yeah. I think he'll be willing to believe it's not her fault if she, she's going to say something. I I like she's that. She's starting to feel like she she loves these two. Yeah, they've taken care of her and made sure she's good. Right. Um. Regardless of whether she was a junkie or not, right. they didn't treat her any differently. Got it. Um. And I think that she's either going to tell before things go left, mm -hmm. or when things go left, she's going to be honest, and they're going to understand she ain't know what to do. 
Yeah, I just, you know, we got to remember, man, Ashtray 12. I don't know if he's trying to sit and listen to all this. You know, she better say it fast. That's the thing. I think she know that too. Yeah. She... Well, I think Ashtray going to kill the little, the man first. And then it's a conversation. I've been seeing you act wild. What's going on? Right. Yeah, so. Okay. I, I hope so. I hope he give her that that moment of clarity. I hope, so. I, I hope she actually does say something because if she doesn't, it's going to be bad for her. Like I need her to call Ashtray into the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I hope nothing happens to Fez just off of. I heard like, he laying on the ground in the preview. For the yeah, next yeah, he is. Is there blood involved? Screaming. Um, nah. Oh, he's just laying on the ground screaming. That's how it seems to look. Okay, it was like a quick clip. You know what I mean? It was a qu- the things that I saw in there. Yeah, it was him screaming. Faye dropped a glass. There was a part where he went to the front door. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Was but, it a cop? They, they never showed who was on the other side of the door, and that, it could be. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he that's was why he on the ground. Maybe he's on the ground, and they cuffing him, and he's yeah. screaming and telling Ashley to get out, like or telling Fader, but like something. Yeah, something. Damn, man. I, I mean, I know it's got to come, you know, just because of the nature of what they do. I know something's going to happen, but uh, I hope it ain't that. But I also hope it's not death. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want nothing to happen to their structure, but I know it's happening. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, I, So here's where I definitely agree with you with the plot holes, a few things. And and I'll just say some things that never came back up. Then I was just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Right. Travis, you know, uh, that character never coming back up. Like They sold us on the press run. Lil Meech going to be in season. No, not- he's not really. McKay ain't never come back. Yeah, but McKay, I didn't expect McKay needed to keep his ass in college first of all and foremost. He needed to stop fucking with these high school kids. That is so. Thank you for not coming back, Algie Smith. <laughs> I mean, I, I think in real life he he's just as confused as what. It, it sounds like maybe they shot a lot of shit that just didn't end up in this. <laughs> and it needed to. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I like where this is at. I like where this is at. You know what I'm saying? Like story wise, st- I mean story. I'm just take not, out what we think about the show. I'm talking about because that was the, having the conversation like that for me. But right. if we remove what we say about the show, what the show is actually doing, you're comfortable with. Um, I think when knowing that the main through line is Cassie and Nate's relationship, yes. Okay. Yes, I think they've addressed that very well. Damn near every episode. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they the progression of it has tracked where it's at. You know, it went from being an undercover thing to to being a thing that she was like very neurotic about and like overindulging about. And, you know, he was on some keeping it cool, keeping a player to, you know, him looking like he's getting back with Maddie to her throwing up to Rue coming in saying they fucking to, you know what I'm saying? To, you know, uh, this little girl lost her damn mind. Yeah, she done lost her mind and moved in with Nate. Talking about, he, please feel free to abuse me, basically. He, basically. You oh, know, <laughs> like, basically. Hello? And, and why are you dressed just like Maddie? Like, yeah, he I just want to be with Maddie. Or whatever the archetype of Maddie is. Right, whatever that is. I, She's which not going to let you get. dress me, choose my friends, yeah, what she, I eat. She wild. She did all that, and then they get just left. But girl, her. you are seventeen. Yeah. And again, you are seventeen. Yeah. But hello. Yeah, she lonely, bro. She 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 missing. She's missing a very. Uh, there's a huge void in this in this little girl's 
And we gonna Spirit. confirm your idea that her his mother is trash. Because this little girl walking up and through this house dressed this way, yeah. living in your doors. Yeah. Not trash. only is she living in your son's room, she is dressed this particular way. She's trash. <coughs> yeah. She's trash. Yeah, that one sounded like it hurt. <coughs> I was choking on my spit on top of that one. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, just not a good place to be. Right. But the callback to her putting her thumb in Nate's mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there. There's a lot going on with that with that particular through line. If that was now, what I will say is that plot alone really is not that interesting to me. No, but it's on some teenage angst, uh, teenage high school shit. You know it's what I mean? Teenage high school show. So it, right. So so do I think this show has a lot of depth in the through line? Absolutely not. Do I think is it having a lot of deep conversations? Or at least putting them in front of us to have ourselves some very important conversations about where society is today. And I would say yes. You know, I I, I think conversations about drug addiction are happening. It's 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 a perfect time for it. You know, all the things that are happening with like, you know, opioids have, have been a, a topic of conversation the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with the with the show Dope Sick coming out, you got this. You know. Um, all types of documentaries about meth. I, you know, one about the pharmacist who had a son who was a meth addict. And there's just so much content that is in and around, you know, opioid usage and that sort of thing. Um, so I think this conversation is happening at the right time. Right. Like, I, I like I think. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, this conversation is happening at a specific time right now. Um sexuality. I mean, these are just hotbed topics, I think, yeah. that 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 are important to, they're not super important to me, but I think they're important to maybe the gen- a generation or two underneath me. But the show is not addressing the topics. Okay, well, what is it not addressing? Let's, let's pick a topic and what is it not addressing? It's... Let's talk about use, uh, uh, Rue's drug usage. What is it not addressing there? Specifically, we see her sober now. Okay. How? Did she go to rehab? Well, you saw Rue's mama dancing that the re- <laughs> that rehab called them and said they had a bed available. Like, <laughs> did she go to rehab? I think that conversation with okay. her mom about I'm going to prioritize Gia yeah. was important. That was a very, it, we heard it. But that, no, we didn't. We heard her mom say that. We didn't hear or see how that affected Rue. I think we're seeing how it affected Rue. She's she's That's cleaning up. That's not a up. conversation, though. They have conversations about everything, right? Everything except the things. But what what more do you need in that conversation? The conversation, like if we're gonna talk about it, talk about it. I don't know what that means. Like so, like if like what more of that conversation do you need to hear from Rue's side? I want to hear Rue acknowledge it. I want it for Rue. It was what I'm projecting onto it and seeing is that. She's like, yeah, I don't want mom to leave me. But what does that look like? How does that work? How did you work out a, a new dynamic with your mother? Mm. How did you work out a new dynamic with your sister? Mm. What does that look like now? Right? Maybe not even conversation, but I need okay. to see more than two months later, you have a fuller face. So you want the you want a conversation showing what rehabilitation looks like. Not because they're having a conversation that is basically saying your drug usage is affecting everything mm-hmm. and me as a parent 
<coughs> if I have to, say I have one to of prior- you. prioritize at least one of you. Yeah. Right. So they're having a conversation. Which I want to see the fallout of that. So you want to see fallout is important, right? Okay. It's not just the she's using so many drugs, right? Because mm-hmm. that's going to feed into the glorification conversation. If we're being honest, does the show glorify it? No, right. but it's going to be more fodder into oh well, y'all only show when she was wilding out. You didn't show her rise from grace. You didn't show her. You showed some of her um, withdrawal, right. right? But you didn't show what that looks like. What steps did she take? She didn't go cold turkey. You can't go cold turkey. You'll die. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, assuming that Rue survives this season, that it, that's going to be an extended conversation into season three. I mean, the whole thing, Rue's whole story archetype has been about. But that's her what I usage. mean about season three has to be about season two now. Well, I think there's going to be elements of season two in it, but what about season what two? What happens next season be? then? Th- that part I cannot figure out. I can't even tell you what's going to happen next episode outside Cassie going to try to kill somebody. Right. So, you know, but but that's not that, you know, I'm saying that as like a compliment to the show, not as a detriment to the show. Okay. I think they'll figure it out. You know, do I think this is the best show on television? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I just I just I'm just not sure if I can follow you all the way in, in saying that, like, this show is that incomplete now. I'm not super married to that. It was just brought up to me. I'm like, huh. Yeah. There is some there there is some skin to that. There, yeah, right? there's some merit to it. I mean, like, okay. So I'm, I guess I'm bringing it here to, so we can talk about it because it. we did, we weren't, we didn't do that enough. We didn't do that enough. We did okay. not critique the show enough in the way that we normally objectively do. Yeah. Because of the bells and whistles, we found ourselves caught up in that and the conversation surrounding versus critiquing the actual show. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and to, I think. To the show's credit, it gave us more to grasp onto outside of the show itself, you know. Right, um, which, outside of the show, yeah. W- well. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's the the base yeah, for me bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so now I think I do understand the critique now. Now, what I, w- okay, in the spirit of critiquing the show, what I will say is, fam, you still didn't give the drug money back to the lady. Plot hole. Yeah, that part is like, She injected whoa. you with- Hair morphine. with morphine mm-hmm. with a needle. Mm-hmm. Do you? Th- and you jumped pa- out of their window. Does part of y'all believe? I don't think that lady want her money. Yeah, she wants her money. She made it clear she wants her money. Ruben gone three, four months. Yeah. Come, that's now, not real life. That part, I will. I mean, now, or maybe Lori at Fez house looking for Rue. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, maybe that's what happens. Yeah, maybe that's what pops up. But that's too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. too late. I feel what you're saying. Now, that, for sure, is there plot holes? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. There are plot holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whoever, shout out to whoever brought that to your attention because that's, that's it's a good point. It's a fair like, point. Fair point. Mm. All right, so let's get into a few more elements of this show. Mm-hmm. I really like Fez and, and Lexi's relationship. Yes, I it seems like the healthiest relationship on the show. It's very endearing. Yeah, very he was endearing. honest, like, I think we mad at you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This, that's what I call a quandary. <laughs> well, what's the answer? Yeah. What was the question? What was the question? Fez, what do you think quandary means? <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Uh, man, it, it, it's, it's crazy, man. This show is very self-aware because that conversation is essentially the conversation that we're having now. Yeah. It, well, wh- what exactly is the play about? Uh, it's about friendship. Know. Yeah. Uh. It's our story. You and know maybe, what I'm saying? Like, and Sam Levinson, I guess, for good or for bad, makes things about himself. Yeah, yeah. 
I guess that's, yeah, in this case for good, because it's letting us know that he's very self-aware that, like, the story ain't really saying much. Look you how know. healthy Faye looks. Yeah. Now, Faye looked good this Even episode. her hair look a little fuller. Yeah. I, Come on, Faye. I ain't going to hold you. I was looking at Faye like, all right. No. Faye, no. No, she. She just look healthy. She, uh, she she looking cute in this junk. Okay. I mean, not. I mean, she not, doesn't look it's like not she's not an thing. IV drug user anymore. Yeah, she's like. not. She's not my thing. She's not my type. But but she, I can acknowledge that she's a little cutie in this episode. Okay. And maybe that. Maybe it's the lighting. Maybe you know. Maybe it's the makeup it's just job. she doesn't look like a crack whore right now. That, well, that helps. Six. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going as far to say. Oh, she's a cute. No, she look healthy. Mm-hmm. She look happy. Um. Ashtray is really scary. Yeah, he's If Ashley walked in a room with me right now, made that face and sat down and just stared at me. I smacked the fuck out that little boy. <laughs> that little boy is a world champion boxer. That, you will not get and guess And guess how old he is. Okay. He ain't he, he don't got 40-year-old man that strength. 50, all right. That 15-year-old will whip your ass. Nigga, I, will, I don't give a fuck how many little okay. niggas he knocked out. I will slap the shit out of Ashtray okay. in real life. Okay. Yeah. And then mush his daddy, too. Take this little nigga out of my face. Okay. Just make it. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Absolutely. Ashtray, if you listen, I will smack the shit out you, bro. Okay. We done with that? We done with Trey? <laughs> I'm just letting you have that one. <laughs> no, nah, I'm wild. I wouldn't smack no kid. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. <laughs> Especially not that one. <laughs> nah, he, he, shit. Anyway. Um, uh, I mean, I took it wasn't many notes to take, man. I, I found myself just enjoy, did you enjoy the play? I did. The play was dope. The play was good. The play was really the play good. was really good. Yeah, and she told the story well. She did. I, 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 you know, she showed Rue a lot of love. I think she needed that because Rue, Rue did. I saw a dynamic uh, conversation on Twitter that mm-hmm. the way that Rue was saying how she didn't notice what was going on with Gia mm-hmm. with her mom. Mm-hmm. Probably Rue didn't notice how many people missed her. Yeah. How many people wanted so much more out of her, especially Lexi. Yeah. It, like the sacrifices Lexi made, how she felt insecure about their friendship sometimes. It, but for good reason. Yeah. Because but never it, left her. Yeah. yeah, and, and never, like she didn't use this opportunity to pay, paint Rue as some sort of a monster. She you know? made sense of why how Rue got here. Yeah. Like she, Rue was really seen through Lexi. And yeah. I, I thought that that felt... If I was Rue, I would imagine that would feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of open your eyes to like, damn, I have been neglecting somebody who I considered a best friend at one point in my life. Who loved me and never judged me. Because Lexi never. Yeah. I don't think. Well, most of them didn't actually. Judge Rue? Nobody really did. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think about it, nobody was abused Rue by her drug use. They, yeah. I think think everybody understood she lost her father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't understand it. And she wasn't really doing super crazy to people, right? Until the fifth episode, but she, right? That's the first time we saw her do like some wild shit. She was just a little junkie that. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time we saw her do wild shit to somebody outside the family. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, I thought I thought that Lexi handled every. I honestly, I felt like Lexi handled everybody with really good care. With really good. I mean, obviously, she sensationalized Nate. You know, in a in a different type of way, but Nate fucked over her sister and one of her friends. He had it coming. She, she got her revenge. Yeah, she 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 definitely. You know, he had it coming. Yeah. Um. But yeah, everybody else has seemed she she handled very fairly. Um. I mean, even Cassie. I know she was in her feelings. You know, what she I'm saying? took the time to explain how they got there. Yeah. With their whole dad. Yeah. And stuff like that. I'm sure her mom. 
Her mom's adorable, first of all. The oh, way she's yeah. sitting there cheering her on. Yeah. That's supposed to be me. That, That's supposed to be me. Th- those reactions felt genuine. They did. Yeah. So I feel like I wonder if people who weren't a part of the play saw the play. Mm. I think it would be cool if they hadn't, and this was their genuine. And these like, are their genuine yeah. reactions. That would be hard to. You're probably right. Maybe the, some of them. Yeah. But that, I feel like Nate and Cassie specifically would have had to see it. Right. Or just know their cues, maybe. Yeah, because they played interchangeable parts in it mm, true, to some true. degree. So they maybe probably did. Yeah. No, no, no. I think you're on to something. Um, I think you're on to something for sure. I think I think some of these reactions had to be genuine. The mothers felt genuine. Bro. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, my God, that's supposed to. That's you my know, baby. That's, that's, right. It was right. cute. And she should be proud of her daughter. Her daughter yeah. put on a fucking, uh, like a Boz Lerman production. You know, and she saying? even took care of her mom, right? Acknowledging yeah. her mom always had a drink in her hand, but our dad left us, and even recalling that memory that way. Yeah, I feel like that was that was probably the actual song from right. her mother's reaction uh, that they were dancing around the living room to. Right. I feel like that probably was the song that was actually playing. Right. 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 Yeah. But and she took really good care of Cassie, like. Our daddy was wilding and dipped out. And then she goes, at least I'm loved. Right? Because daddy didn't show up the way he was supposed to. He was just high and drunk all the time. Right? And explaining, I kind of feel vindicated in her explanation for Maddie. Okay. And apparently her parents were trash. They were always fighting. That's why we don't see much of them. And Maddie being like, bro, I'm wild, insecure, but I just pretend like I'm not because it doesn't matter if you're faking it. Yeah. No, this episode made me a fan of Maddie. Yeah. And the way that she was like... I didn't like Maddie because she was too confident. That's exactly, that's probably what. Most that, people's problem with Maddie probably, is. Right. That's that, why I was like, y'all don't, yeah. y'all don't really dislike Maddie. She right. just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'll agree. She was speaking for me in that case. because it was, And it's not that she was just too confident. She, you know, I wouldn't, people being overly confident doesn't make me not like them. Mm-hmm. You know, um. I think it's the presentation of the conference. You know, like yeah, you know, this whole Kanye uh documentary is out on 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 Netflix. Have you watched it? I have divested completely from Kanye West. Okay, well I'm gonna tell you, man, because I'm kind of on the same t- you know, I'm hot and cold with Kanye. I, you know, and I don't want to get into a super deep dive because he's a I'm not fa- anti Kanye. I've very, just divested. He's very important to the culture. He's I cannot take away his genius yeah. or any of the work that he's done. Even the music that I don't particularly like is still groundbreaking. Yeah. I shenanigans and i just i've divested it doesn't mean i hate him or dislike him mm. just leave me alone i got you i just don't want to be part of your group chat no more <laughs> I, no i got you i feel what you're saying i'm gonna tell you man i don't i i, I shed a lightweight tear in this documentary man watching him and his mom's relationship mm-hmm. it was it was i get it man i totally get how kanye ended up i mean i don't totally get it i mean i get it from what they're showing me to get but you know based upon the music what was happening in the music what was happening in that documentary I can understand to some degree how we got here. Okay. You know what I mean? And I'm sure they're going to show, you know, I think there's two more parts that they're kind of spreading out. I'm sure they're going to get into some sort of, you know, you know, th- that's pretty much what the story is going on, you know, the figure that he is today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very endearing documentary. It's a lot of weird things. Like the way he sounds is very weird, you know, like, n- you know, not really having any too much context to Kanye before the accident, um, hearing him is weird. Like mm-hmm. he sounds like he sounds. Point Dexter ass white boy. 
Nah, nah. He sounds like he sounds like Kanye now trying to imitate what he thinks a hood nigga sound like from mm-hmm. Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like as a phase, like it, it almost feels like whatever he was doing, he was doing to fit in. Mm-hmm. That's how it came across. Okay. But I mean, I don't know if that's his experience or it's just, you know, he was just easily influenced by the world that was around him. I don't know. You know what I mean? But how he sounds in that documentary is a far stretch from what he sounds like today. Okay. So I, I found that part interesting. But I mean, that happened with Michael Jordan, too. When he first came into the league, boy sounded real country, super country, like country, country. And then, you know, uh, you get money, you have more experiences, you travel, your dialect changes a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, the, the the ratio turns where you've been rich longer than you've been poor. And now you can't even remember who the poor boy was. You know what I mean? Or the poor person was. Now, you you know, you're this rich person. So your experiences change. I don't know if that's the same thing that happened with Kanye or he was just faking to be somebody that he wasn't for a long time. And now we're getting what he, he as a free black man can kind of do whatever he wants to do. And we're getting what he is. You know, I, I don't know. It, sorry to go off on a tangent, but it, I just found myself really appreciating his journey. Um, through that, I don't even know how we got on that tangent, but we were talking about Maddie or in confidence. There you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, but um, yeah, they, I think she she definitely handled Maddie's reception, I think, of from general people very well, mm-hmm. very, very self aware. Matt, Maddie has literally done nothing to nobody, you know. Thank you, yeah, she's literally Thank done you. nothing to nobody, and I think that Maddie brought up the point about what I was saying before about this isn't about Nate, mm-hmm. right? Like Cassie's worried about who Maddie was with, with the wrong person, with the wrong relationship Maddie had. Yeah, It wasn't about Maddie and Nate being together. It was about you being her best friend. And now we see that you were there in one of her lowest times. And again, everyone really utterly fails her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she was like, I wouldn't do that to you. And I believe her. She's a character, but it's like just Maddie. Like Maddie hasn't done anything to make you feel like she's horrible. Right. She's a bitchy seventeen-year-old who happens to be pretty, so the world feels a certain way about her. Mm. Because how dare she have the audacity to believe y'all when she says she, when y'all say she's pretty? Like, mm. um, did, did the play really address the motivation for Cassie dealing with Nate? But I think the the conversation we're supposed to have around it is them, to my understanding, and it could have happened in season one, Mm -hmm. but to my understanding, that's when we really learned how their, it wasn't just their dad disappeared, it's that he was also just a bad dad when he was around. Right. Like, it wasn't like he just left their mom, he left them. Right. So, that's a real thing, and I think wrapping it up with her laying on Nate's chest, Mm -hmm. saying, you can do whatever you want to me as long as you're here. Right. He goes, you don't care if people look down on you. At least I'll be loved. Aha. Uh-huh. So she did it. Yeah. Because okay. even with her dad, when yeah. um, Lexi was like, we should call mom. Mm. And she was like, I don't want him to think we don't trust him. Right. Come on, let's go. Anything to keep you around. Right. Even at my own detriment. So she did handle it very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it, it was painted very fairly. Um you know, it makes me have a little bit of empathy for Cassie. I have no empathy for Cassie still, but. Yeah, I know. I get it. A real life person without me being a viewer having this context, fuck Cassie. Honestly, even with context, you make choices. It, 
If I was 17, right. even with context, you make choices. Right. But 32-year-old me understands that she's a 17-year-old character and 17-year-olds just don't have complete brains even. Yeah. And very little emotional intelligence. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, was it cathartic for Maddie to kind of like understand? That people understood? Th- that people, un- th- was it cathartic for her, th- you know, watching... Cassie's development, right? Like where maybe Cassie, where these things may be coming from, because it it addressed everything, right? It addressed how Maddie felt about the situation. It it addressed, you know, what happened, what we didn't see happen after they chased her up the stairs and then into the bathroom. You know, it addressed that like Cassie did wrong, Mm -hmm. but I wonder if it was, does she feel vindicated? Number one, by seeing that play out on screen, but then also have some sort of like empathy for Cassie, seeing the holes that were left between her and and Lexi as children. I feel like Maddie knew that, right? Because in the scene where they're laying in bed together, she was like, you can lay with me. Mm-hmm. My parents used to fight all the time, too. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that became a conversation the real time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were been best friends since the summer of eighth grade. Right. Okay. I feel like she probably knew those things. Yeah. I think that maybe seeing them jarred it, but that's why I feel like they have they don't become friends again. Yeah. But it's a it's a resolution that happens. I hope so. Next episode. Yeah. I hope that's not just left up in the air. Yeah. Same thing with Jules and Rue. Like, is the resolution just that bathroom scene? Like, where's Elliot? Did he move? He just stopped going to school. Right. Like, yeah, he definitely didn't come to the play. Everyone's at the play. Yeah, everybody. everyone's at fucking Fesco. Which, which I don't. Right. Which I don't yeah. get that. Why is everybody at the play? Was it, was supporting it, Lexi. Was the was the promotion really that good? I think they're just supporting Lexi. Okay. Well, she did that. That's she did sure. a really good job. Dog, her little stage hand, her producer Bobby. I love her. Yeah, she was. She. Might, I want her to have a bigger. I want her to have a bigger role next season. Yeah, I I, I, I rock with her personality. Um. They were kids. Lexi was a fucking tyrant behind the scenes, wasn't she? I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Work, bitch. I love it. Yeah, but she was a It's going to bleed over. Well, you know, I don't know what the show is going to do, but there's an opportunity Mm -hmm. (laughs) for that to bleed over into her character and Mm -hmm. her personality. Do you feel like this episode was trying to make Lexi the bad guy? No, not at all. Who who do you who do you think they were trying to make the bad guy? Or was there I don't think there was a bad guy. I think this episode was a bird's eye view. Yeah, and a really bad attempt at filling in the plot holes. <laughs> okay. The missing pieces and then maybe the missing context. Right. I just am upset that you just thought saying time passed and hey, here you go was an answer to some of the stuff. Right. Because again, I'm not going to let it go. You think that saying Lexi and Faye has been talking for a couple months right. is how I'm supposed to be okay with. <laughs> to reconcile the time. Yeah. yeah I get what you. happened in a couple months besides them talking on the phone? Right. About the, only the play, apparently. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. Um, what else do I have here in my notes, man? Um, the conversation. Okay. Speaking of Lexi and Fez's conversation, right? What do you think about the conversation of having good intentions versus what actually happened? Right. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Hey, there you go. Intentions versus impacting, or impact is always more important. Okay. Okay. That's unfortunate, and it's sad. Right. You know, it it can feel unfair, but it's the reality. Mm-hmm. What you meant to do matters much less than what you actually did. Mm. 
So in that case, I mean, Lexi kind of did do a bad thing then. No. Yeah, because I mean, what? her intentions were good. But, what bad thing? Uh, I think I think making fun of Nate wasn't a. Was, I think she meant to do that. I don't. I stand by Nate fucked over her sister and her friend. Right. I I made fun of Nate Jacobs on purpose because everybody hates him. He's a dick. Well, then then basically, basically, okay. So then let's stick with the homosexuality thing. Then, if you are portraying to everybody that he is a homosexual and he is indeed not, that's a fucked up thing, right? Why? I mean, because that's kind of that's kind of spreading misinformation. That's like somebody that's like somebody saying like, "Yo, this girl's a hoe. She fucked a lot of niggas, and she really hasn't." Right? And most they're, people with a brain gonna ask you, "Who the niggas?" And you ain't got an answer. I, it, so now I know she didn't let you beat, and now you upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, but still, it's the same concept. No one's gonna like, believe Nate is gay. They're gonna know that Lexi is Cassie's sister and one of Maddie's friends, and he's a dick. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that because there, there, there was there were visceral reactions to what was happening, and it people were funny. looking back at Nate. Yeah, because they know that he's being made fun of. They don't think he's gay. They think he's being made so fun that, of. So that's not a that's not like. I think it was intentional. I think that part was intentional. You don't think that's bullying? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I care. If I'm being honest. Uh, now that's an honest answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if, if I care. care. I, but I. I think that her being her doing that and making fun of Nate was on purpose. Right. I do not think it was homophobic or outing him. But I don't know if I care that she was mean to Nate. Okay. If I'm being honest. Okay. So so if if it has if it has a detrimental repercussion and somebody ends up dying behind it. No one's gonna die behind it. <laughs> well, let's just let's just be hypotheticals. If something happens and somebody dies behind it. Now what? How, That's does, at the does, hands of the person who killed them. That's not Lexi's fault. You don't think Lexi takes some sort of ownership in that? Like as a person? For someone else murdering someone? Influ <laughs> we're talking about influence though. We're talking about we're talking we're about We're talking about intention versus impact, and impact is more important. Now the person may be intending to get out whatever feeling they have about what Lexi did, yeah. but their impact was a murder. Their impact, not Lexi's. Okay. Lexi's impact was hurting someone's feelings. All right. So, just taking it back to Kanye now. So okay. this whole thing between Kanye and Pete. Okay. Right. I hate Kanye West, but okay. I, I feel what you're saying, but we're, but I'm I'm just trying to break this down to his actual morsel. Like you keep dealing with the characters, but we're talking about impact and right. Like so, him making fun of Pete and saying the things that he quote unquote wants to do to Pete. Now, if somebody were to do these things to Pete, mm -hmm. right? Where would you stand on that? I think that Lexi is not Kanye West. And I think it's, no, no, I think it's different because he's Kanye West. I think Kanye West is a cult following and people in general become mentally ill behind celebrities. Okay. So I think that's why it's different. Hmm. Like it's not the same. I get what you're saying, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Kanye West has a literal cult following. Right. Literally. Like it's deranged. Okay. As does his wife. I mean, I do see a packed out theater. It's a play at a high school. Yeah, that you said that people that, came to support. Everyone at the feet. No, I'm talking about the main characters that we know of came to support Lexi. People could be here supporting the actors in it. They could be here supporting Bobby, the fucking lighting guy. Right. They could be there because it's Thursday night. I think I shit else to do. Okay. All right. I had to go to school plays for um, extra credit sometimes. Okay. 
I, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, you know, I, I don't know where I stand on it. Like I like I, I I tend to agree with you. Like if something were to happen because of this, I don't feel like it's Lexi's fault. But on the other hand, I can see how she might take ownership for that. Right. She might feel something about it, sure. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, she feels something about it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but do I think that there's an actual ownership for her to take? No. no. Do I think she's going to feel about it? Yeah. Uh, if something bad yeah, happens. that's all but, I'm saying. I, oh, but I no one's going to die anyway, so. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I need to send you my wallet address. I need to make sure I I'm not that. buying clever, even if I do lose. I'm really going to send you the 20 and <laughs> uh, If you need 25 or whatever for the fees, let me know. Right. <laughs> All right, so so basically, your summation is that impact always trumps intentions. I'm I'm not a person who likes to say always or never, but most often. Okay. Because I believe there probably are instances, very few and far between, where intent may override mm. impact. But okay. I'm always gonna my knee jerk reaction will always be impact is more important. You just said always. That's somebody who doesn't like yeah, to say again, always or yeah, never. Yeah. Most often my knee-jerk reaction. Thank you for yeah. clarifying. Yeah. Um, all right. Cassie loves hiding behind bathroom doors. It's her jam. Yeah, that's kinda of, that's kind of the motif with Cassie. That's her th- well, is that a bathroom door? Well you yeah, well, you remember the the party, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was a callback. Yeah, it might have been. Because it was her banging on the door again, right. saying open the door. Open the door, right? Yeah. So yeah, she likes these bathroom doors. She like hiding from Maddie specifically behind bathroom doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's their policy. Although I think if they shot the fair one, I feel like Cassie would have a chance. Okay. You know, I think I think Maddie kind of told us right. Confidence is ninety percent of it, but behind that you may not have any confidence. But nobody knows the difference. See, I think it's one of those things where like if you were to punch her square in her nose, she'd probably drop. And we've be seen Maddie fight, so that's not. We've literally seen Maddie beat people yeah, up. It yeah, might be different because of her feelings about Cassie, but we're not going to say Maddie can't fight either. Like, I mean, we've it, seen her slamming somebody's head into a window. We've seen mm-hmm. her punching somebody out. Yeah, I don't know. So who, was she, who did she punch out? She was fighting several people that episode. It was not one person. She they slammed. showed a montage of Maddie kicking ass. I saw hair grabbing and smashing into a window. I don't remember seeing punching out. Okay. That's 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 a little different. We can rewatch it, but okay, I could be wrong. Um, well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of it for me. This episode. What what do you? Is there anything that you feel like we didn't cover? No, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. It was enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I was able to watch it through right okay. without pausing like that. It was a very enjoyable episode. It was cute. Yeah, it was endearing. It felt almost wholesome. Yeah, it felt like a quirky sitcom. Yeah, yeah, until the end when Cassie looked like she was gonna. It's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a slasher film. But I, I don't think that's gonna last. I think it's gonna be a bunch. Of, we're gonna see more crying and screaming. Why does Sydney Sweeney have a stunt double? What do you mean? Sydney Sweeney has a stunt double for the character of Cassie. Okay. For what? Um. When she's out of tears. <laughs> no. Um. So okay. So something that I learned recently. And it, I wouldn't say that it applies here because I don't think we've ever seen it. But when actors are driving a car, mm-hmm. if they're literally driving a car, it's considered a stunt. Really? Yep. If they, if they, I guess you could be harmed. Yeah. Yeah. If they're driving the car and it's not like attached to like a um, 
they call it like a process trailer where they sit the car like on a trailer and they're pulling along and, you know, the car's not actually driving, but it's made to look like it's driving. That's not considered a stunt. But the actual driving. Yeah. The driving without a process trailer is considered a stunt. That's a fun fact. We've never seen Cassie drive. Right. Right. I said that that doesn't apply there. So I would imagine maybe that logic applies to riding a bike, which we also have not seen Cassie do. Um, and I'm just trying to run down some of the things that we have seen the characters do that will be considered stunts at this point. I think Rue climbing on, I think showing Rue climbing on top of that, the, uh, the store, Fez's store. I feel like Zendaya probably did that. Well, she did. She did. But, uh, but, but I think that would be considered a stunt. Oh wow! For sure. I mean, because you could, you can literally be harmed. I guess. You know, clearly when she fell out of the. Fell when she dropped herself out of the window. Yeah, that, I'm sure that know, wasn't Zendaya. But yeah, I'm sure or that jumping was a over double. the fence or yeah. right, right. And that was Zendaya needed a stunt double. I get because she did some crackhead ass shit. Yeah, but what did her mom was calling her a crackhead? Was hilarious by the way. But right, because her mom was like, "Look, I love you deep, yeah. but go ahead and die since you want to do so bad." Yeah, I will see I'm you ta- on the other side. She said, "I'm taking you off my plate," and I'm sure that has to suck to hear, especially if it's and she. I don't believe that she was like just appeasing. I think she was like, yeah, all right, I, I get it. Now she got to that point. And in her mind was probably like, I want to stay on your plate actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but I, I wish I, I wanted to see that. Yeah. I wanted to see that redemption. That was an important part of the story to me. Right. Well, I mean, maybe we do get it. Maybe, maybe we do kind of. Sort, in a five some... minute wrap up. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Um, But no, that, that line was very impactful. Like when she said, I, I'm not losing two daughters, yeah. and if I have to choose between you two, I will fight for Gia. Yeah, you know, I think that's a, I think that is a sobering line to hear from somebody that is supposed to have unconditional love for you. Love and unconditional, huh? Love and unconditional. Um, well, maybe for I ain't got no kids. Right, I was about no to kids. say my my love for my daughter is a thousand percent. I ain't got no kids. Yeah. Um, but also, I think her response to it was like, you know, but Gia's fine. Uh, oh really? Gia been in detention. Yeah. Gia's failing math. Getting D. Gia don't sleep. Yeah. Gia up on the phone all of the day. But if you say so. Uh, but if you say she fine, then I she's guess fine. She fine. <laughs> but yo, <laughs> and I was, guess that, that's that kind was of, honest. That was a very and that kind of stresses the point where Rue was like, I don't know anything about you. Yeah. And kind of almost we realized maybe it was Gia's embarrassment more so than a, a cute little nudge about I'll tell you when you get back. Right. Maybe Gia's like, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna stress you out. Right. If I tell you the truth, you're gonna feel really guilty. See G see Gia the type that you know, the the, the burden of responsibility is gone. And she shouldn't have to. What? That's what her mom that's the point her mama is making. Like yeah. come on, this little girl. Like yeah. you wanna be grown? Fine. Yeah. Go ahead. But mm. one of y'all gotta be okay. I can't yeah. fail twice. Man. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I you know, I hope that shit does sober Rue up because she can be such an asset, you know, just to her friends. You know, Lexi clearly needs her. Yeah. You know. Um, and she needs Lexi. I think she needs these friendships. I think that she didn't realize how, while they were still very healthy, mm-hmm. she was missing from them almost. Yeah. But she doesn't, to be honest, I mean, Lexi's the only one she really fits in with. The rest of them are, like, I think too concerned with, they're they're too concerned with appearance. Right, uh, like they're too concerned with the appearance of themselves, for I think for Rue to be. 
I think that may be how it feels, them. but they've never treated her like an outcast. Yeah, no, Rune's no, no. always invited. Uh, Rune's yeah. always welcomed. I'm not saying that like they treat her like an outcast, but I can see that equation just not working. Maybe Rue doesn't. Maybe Rue is just as interested in her looks. We don't know. We've only ever seen Rue as a crackhead. Maybe well, sober Rue is is a seventeen year old girl who also cares about how she looks. Mm. Okay, I just don't see the two of the, the those two things going in the pot together. She was thirteen. All right. Like, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we might have broke. We might have stepped on this brick. Yeah. Enough. Uh, I feel like we haven't. I feel like this is a short episode, and it shouldn't be. But not a lot happened. It was just about the play, and they, yeah. the play was a, And again, the play was a recap. Ethan did amazing. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, Ethan did he amazing. He played everybody. He played the fuck out of everybody, bro. bro. I, and that's what I mean. Like, what happened to Ethan? Like, man, I, man, listen. Ethan needs to. <coughs> damn, I, I don't know. That's a good question. What, what happens, happens to, to Ethan? Him? Justice for Ethan. Yeah. I think he becomes like, I think he becomes the school favorite now, man. Like, you know, I don't know, man. A performance like that is, you know. I need a hero. <sighs> yeah. Fucking holding on for a hero, bro. That's crazy that they pulled that out. Some old footloose shit. Crazy. Um, bet, man. Well, uh, I ain't going to keep on trying to stretch this. Yeah. We're going to call it what it is. Call it spade a spade. Next week is indeed the season finale. You know, at one point I was kind of upset about that. But since we get into snowfall this week, I'm job kind of all right with that. <laughs> like, we got two weeks of overlap. And Mortimer, and, we're and then, back. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think we jump right back into another overlap. So, oh. When does the offer come out? The offer comes out in... Shout out the last episode when we couldn't remember the streaming service or the show right. that we were trying to do. It's the offer on Paramount Plus. I think it comes out April twenty, April twenty something. Is there overlap? For Very I think little, so. About two weeks. Yo, yeah. Snowfall drops two episodes. Beautiful. I, that's we're breaking it up. Y'all are still getting one a week. Love you. But oh, we're we behind. That's what I'm saying. Like we're gonna have to. It's a long pod. We'll just do both. We'll talk about that off mic, but um, <laughs> so you, it up. Yeah. So we'll record once. So <laughs> let me think. If 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 we if that's nine, that's nine weeks. Dun, 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 dun. No, there's gonna be like a one or two weeks of yeah. overlap um, with Snowfall and the offer. And then listen, if this HBO show, I don't know how you feel. We, we, we might can. be we might well, be running parallel heavy. That's fine, but we really do need to get through the greatest gangster movie. We we need to figure out how to do that. Yeah, we need to give y'all that episode, even the, if the greatest, introducing the criteria. The greatest gangster films. Yeah. Um, Let's try and commit to that by end of summer. You so, know what that episode? Because that's gonna take some a lot of planning. You know what that that would be. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll, we yeah. So we want to bring you guys that episode because we six and I have been trying to figure out. Since we started this podcast. <laughs> How to talk to y'all about the, the ranking of the best gangster movies. We want to do a gangster movies versus. Yes. Because basically Six has some criteria that I don't necessarily agree with. We're going to have a full two hour episode on just yeah. fleshing just, out the criteria. The fleshing out the criteria and naming the names of the best gangster films. So Maybe not even the names, just the criteria. Because the, the criteria is going to feed into what movies we can even pick. The criteria turns, it's like a 30 minute episode for that. I don't know. Yeah. If we, we'll talk. 
Oh yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, man. So that's that for this episode eight. Euphoria comes on next week. You want to give them our social six? Yes, on Twitter we are Grams of Snow. Come say hello to us. Oh. On Instagram we are Grams of Snow Pod. Come look at my funny memes. Yeah, she's got some funny memes for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, man. We'll be back to wrap up Euphoria next week. And again, we are starting Snowfall this week. So look out for two pods. And I hope y'all watch Snowfall because if not. You're going to miss out. That's, you know, that's where we really show that's our, our ass. That's our roots. Yeah, our, our roots. That's our roots. <laughs> we really show our ass on Snowfall. So we I love hope, that show. I hope y'all join us for that. Um, Long so, live Oso. Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, I would say see y'all next week, but it, uh, see y'all in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bye, friends. Peace. This has been an On Ear Network production.